0: Thank you for joining us today for After The Message. To learn more about Celebration Church here in Orlando, follow us on social media at CelebrationORL or visit our website at CelebrationORL.org.
1: Hey, well, welcome to uh, week two of After The Message. I'm Josh, this is Justin. We're here with the man, the myth, the legend. stop. (laughs) uh, Lee Pastor, Pastor Keith (laughs) Pittman. Um, Whether you're watching online or listening on whatever podcast you subscribe to, we're so glad you're here with us uh, today. We can't wait to just share more with you about what we talked about um, this week. And I'm the Good Shepherd. I mean, it was awesome. I loved it. Having church at home and seeing so many people interact with what we're doing right now, it's
2: been amazing. I think that's one of the things that I I love about our our community is just how how we adapt. You know, when we kind of started Church at Home, it was like it was really birthed through that that hurricane that we had last year. And just seeing how the, the community organically gathered together. Um, and then we did it intentionally um, towards the end of the year and just really seeing our community there. So I just love how God had been preparing us the entire way in the sense of us learning how to gather, how to engage, learning how to engage the content online. So this isn't anything like new, so to speak, for us. But but this past week, really just seeing um, we we're able to carry this momentum and, and talking about the Good Shepherd. And it really yeah. did fit. Yeah. A lot into, like, where we are because of what it means for the Good Shepherd and what it means for us to be sheep.
1: Yeah, it was good. I loved all your uh jokes about Jordans as well. It was yes.
2: great. Yeah, let me ask you a question. What is your favorite Jordan release to date? Oh, gosh. You know what, man? I, I'm an OG, man. Probably the Ones. All right. I think the Ones are, are probably, like, my, my favorite. You right heard now.
0: it here first, folks.
2: Um, the Ones. Then there's the Threes. So the, the Ones, the Threes, and the Elevens are probably, like, my my, my um, I was going to say the trinity but that would be inappropriate um <laughs> but those are my 3 that um that are that I that I'll rock with so what now. you're
1: saying is if someone happens to get you ones or threes in size
2: Nine and a half to ten. Okay. I can yeah. adapt. Because right. if they're a little bit bigger, I can just get thicker socks. Um, <laughs> so whatever you have, if the Lord leads you, I'm not saying that it's a request. I'm not saying it's a requirement. Um, but what I do tell you is that the Bible says, blessed are the feet of those who preach the gospel. Um, and, and if you want, if you want to get in on this. Okay, let's stop.
1: Preachers and sneakers is going to take this. They're literally going to take it. this. Oh it's going to be Oh, my gosh. Out of, gosh out anyway, so, all right, so. That on. has to uh, be quickly. I <laughs> 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 I think one of the best things we can focus on uh, for this one, honestly and truly is, you know, there's a lot of kind of fear of the unknown and panic going on right now with everything that's going on with the coronavirus and all that stuff. And you really talked about that this past week as as sheep and and, in Psalms 23. One of the things that you talked about is that I will not fear. And I loved a lot of the things that you brought up in that. And um, I think even maybe today we just talk about some of those things practically, what it looks like to have practical faith in the face of fear, in the face of the unknown and and just even the part that we play as the church, as the body of Christ mm-hmm. for others during this time, I think it'd be a great thing to kind of hone in on today.
2: Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, there's a lot There's a lot I can say. So I'm, we're, we're, we're going to talk around this, but um, I was sharing with you guys earlier, just, um, you know, we have the role of the shepherd and we talked about that. And then we kind of talked a little bit about our role as sheep and ultimately is to follow. And so there's obviously a lot of that goes with it, but ultimately it's our responsibility to follow. But now you take in the fact that that we're human mm-hmm. beings and we have more awareness. Like for the sheep, they just really trusted the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just gonna follow. And they really didn't have the prefrontal <clears throat> cortex to consider other variables. They just they just followed the shepherd. Where when you bring in the variables that we have, like we can look at our surroundings and we have all these things, but I think there's a reason why God still says like in these moments for us to have childlike faith or mm-hmm, to be yeah. sheep. He's trying to help us to not focus on things that that can distract us and that are fueled by fear. So one of the things um, that I have recognized that a shepherd does is that they're going before the sheep. Mm-hmm. And when they go before the sheep, not only are they leading them down these paths, and sometimes from a human perspective, and maybe even from the sheep's perspective, it may get a little bit more narrow, it may get yeah. a little uncomfortable, but they're trusting the shepherd's voice. But also, the shepherd is going before the sheep, and not only is he leading them to the green pastures, but he's preparing the environment. Yeah. So what shepherds would do is that as they're going ahead, they're removing the, the, the barriers. They're removing the obstacles. They're removing any, like, rocks that can cause them to slip. They're actually removing rocks where they're going to be grazing. Now, yeah. if, we were to, like, if we were to, like, personify the sheep for a moment, if they were looking ahead of the shepherd, they're like, man, why is he leading us down here? Doesn't yeah. he see all those trees out there? Doesn't mm-hmm. he see the rocks that are out there? Like, why is he leading us this way? I man? let's just cut back and go a different way. But what I think God is trying to show us is that if the if the shepherd is before us, he's actually preparing the way for us. So yeah. that way, we, even if we are seeing things that are ahead of us, don't look past the shepherd yeah. because the shepherd is going to prepare the way. So I think that's one of the critical <clears> things <throat> that we have to make sure with all of this stuff is that knowing that we have a shepherd that's in this valley with us, but he's preparing the way. Yeah. He's, going to, he's going to remove the barriers. Are we going to allow ourselves to follow that or are we going to look beyond the shepherd and begin to react to what we're seeing, not yeah. realizing that the shepherd is going to take care of it for yeah. us?
0: Yeah. And I think that's so important. Like, we've we've talked about it. Even in the last few months, we've spoken in messages about, like, how important God's timing is. Yes. Like, not getting ahead of God. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 we may feel called to something, right? Like, we mm-hmm. may feel called to something, and we want it so bad, and we try to, like, speed up God's timeline. Yes. And we've said this before, like, the right thing at the wrong time is yeah, actually the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and that's 100%. what's so important. Like, there's an illustration of a lantern, how the way God leads us sometimes. Yeah. is, yeah. It's like we have a lantern. We're only mm-hmm. able to see a few steps ahead of us. That's because right. if we saw the whole picture, yeah. we'd see all the rocks. We want to spotlight. Yeah, we want to spotlight. We want to see proof, it all. Yeah. But oftentimes, man, when we see it all, either A,
2: we'll try to get to it too quickly, yeah. or B, we'll turn from it and not absolutely. want anything to do with it because it looks too hard. Yeah. Absolutely. One thousand percent. And I think what's important for us is... is a lot of times, there's like this this tension that has to be managed because we're trying to figure out like what what part does my faith play mm-hmm. and what part does the facts play? Yeah. Like what? Mm-hmm. Because we we can't ignore it. So like we, let's let's be very let's be very honest. Like we we are people of faith. Mm-hmm. We believe what God's word says. We stand on God's truth. Like we're we're unwavering in that. But we also have to consider facts. Yeah. And so one of the things that we talked about this past week is that we want to make sure that facts inform our strategy, but they shouldn't inform. Our faith. Yeah. Yeah. So that means that there are moments that we are going to have to like make sure like you know faith does not deny facts. Just trust God in spite of them. Yeah. So yeah, there's some facts that are floating around, but there's a difference between <clears throat> facts and truth. Yeah. And and so we have to make sure that we understand that there are going to be some facts that are going to be presented to us. We run it through the filter of faith, and yeah. then we stand on God's truth. But whenever we have to process facts and we don't run it through the grid of faith, it fuels our fear. And it has us believing in anti-truth. Yeah. We lose sight of what God's yeah. word says about all that, right. and so that's the thing that we have to be as sheep is making sure that we root ourselves in the right thing. But yeah. on the other side of the coin, there are there are those moments where when do we identify those moments where we stand against whatever the facts may say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when we when we stand against like so, there's going to be facts that are presented. So let's take for instance, we're in the middle of this coronavirus, and depending on when you're engaging this content, who knows what what the season may be? Yeah. But in our as a present. Day right now the, the suggestion is from CDC is that no more than 10 people gather is yeah. that is that correct like what are, right what are now it's yeah. still 50 but it's probably about to be 10 yeah. okay
1: and we only have four people in this room just so you know, yeah, just we're, so you know we're, we're, we're 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 advising <laughs> we're following it
2: so that's that's the current thing who knows what this will be yeah. Um, yeah. later and, and all that stuff but it's it's 50 but advising 10 all those things mm-hmm. and so those are variables those are facts yeah and so we're aware that this virus it's spreading through contact it's it's mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's in the air there's yeah. all these things these are absolute facts now, the truth is, no matter what season we may find ourselves in, God's with us. Yeah, He's right. going to get us through yeah. it. But to ignore the facts and kind of have like this this faith movement where it's like, well, we're going to continue to gather and do what we want to do, even in spite of that. It's it's not so much that you don't trust God, and that's not what yeah. i are trying to say, but it's, it's just being mindful of the fact that we have to use wisdom yeah. Yeah. as well. And so a couple of the ways that I've processed through things when it comes to like, how do we process through these things? For me, it really boils down to scripture. And so what scripture says is that in Romans 13, and I want you guys to read it if you can, like, man, we submit ourselves to authority. That it it actually says that there's no authority given unless God has provided it. So there's that moment where we understand that that God puts people in positions for such a time as this. We see this in scripture, that God is able to use people that, that can be voices of wisdom. So when we have these folks that are presenting these guidelines and things that they're trying to help hopefully help us to kind of partner with them with keeping us safe, mm-hmm. it would be, I think it would be negligent for us to believe that there's not a believer that's involved yeah. in the CDC. Right. All. Yeah. I think it would be negligent for us to believe that God's not using anyone to help inform society so that we can make good decisions to prevent this thing from spreading even yeah, more. Right. But then also on the other side of the coin, there's the there's the Acts 4, the Acts chapter 5, where where the, the disciples are told, hey, don't go and preach in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And then their response is, well, who are we going to believe, man or God? Yeah, so I yeah. realize that there are moments where it seems as if, okay, so here we're saying submit ourselves to authority, but over yeah. here we're seeing where the disciples are directly going against what authority said. Yeah. So, so here's where I think our posture has to be when we're considering all these things. We always are going to submit ourselves to us under authority. However, we stand on God's word, yeah. Yeah. and whenever authority. Comes against what God's word said. That's a moment where we have to stand in resistance. We see this even in our, even in our, in our culture. We see this even in our country. So let's rewind time a little bit, and then I want to hear from you guys on this. But there's a moment when, like, segregation was legal. There's a moment when we had all these oppressive systems in place to keep things the way that they were. That was contrary to the word of God, and that was contrary to the nature of God. So the people of God had to stand against that in order to get those things to change. But let's let's be reminded that there's not been any sanction that has been said that the church can't gather. There's been no sanction that says that it's illegal for you to preach the name of Jesus. The truth of the matter is that if that's the case, then what do we say to those, those churches that are are gathering in other countries where it is illegal? Is their response to that supposed to be, no, we're going to gather anyway. We're all going to get murdered. like, yeah. or, or, or is it their responsibility to adapt and recognize, like, okay, we're facing some mm-hmm. serious yeah. oppression. We're going to pivot and recognize that church has never been yeah. exclusively about the building. It's been with the people, and we will gather where we can yeah. and continue to move the gospel forward. So it's about having a healthy perspective and understanding that we're not going to allow fear to be the thing that influences our decisions. We are going to allow facts to help us to build a strategy, but we're going to run it through the grid of faith. And it just makes wisdom to allow us to look at what these things are saying, to make decisions and build strategies around it. But the truth of the matter is whether we're meeting at home, whether we're meeting in a building, the Bible says that wherever two or three are gathered, God is in the midst. So we have to get out of this mentality of saying that the church is only the building. There's nowhere in Scripture that says that. That's something that we perpetuated that has nothing to do with truth.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've seen it firsthand traveling All over the world, I've been to different places where, like, it is actually illegal Mm -hmm. for people to be uh, Christians. And so, I was in China. I was in Beijing back in it was 2007. I remember when I was there, we had a chance to meet with the guy. He was like the leader of the underground church in Mm -hmm. Beijing. And we went to this restaurant. And the way this restaurant was set up is like there were little huts all around, like the center place where they cooked the food, and then they would deliver the food through a little door about probably two foot high by two foot wide, a tray would come in and then your server in the room would take the food, put it on a a little like a round daisy thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and you'd turn it around and everybody would eat off of it. And then all of a sudden in the middle of it, we see this box get shoved through and this little Asian Chinese guy comes through literally like this little hole and he's the leader of the underground church and he starts talking to us about what they're doing and he's saying what they're doing and and literally we had brought Bibles so we took some of the Bibles that we had we put them into this little box and he was gonna take this food delivery box and then take it and deliver these Bibles to different people who were leaders of the underground church and then what they would do is they would take pages out of those Bibles and then give them to people that were that they knew who were Christians and trying to follow Christ. And each person would take that page, they would memorize it, and then they would give it back to him the next week, like for another page, and they would talk about that stuff. And like that's what they were doing. And they were seeing miracles and they were seeing all these things Absolutely. happen. And never once did they think, man, just because we can't all get together mm-hmm. in like one big location or one big building, are we not being God's church. Yeah, so and, and I think that like, that's what we have to keep in mind. Like, <clears throat> I mean, Justin, you you put it yesterday. You retweeted what somebody put. It's like your first church is your family. 100%. Like right now, we have the opportunity to like really pastor our families and lead our families and friends and colleagues and Mm -hmm. people that we're around more than we ever have. Because now it's like, I mean, it's not like, hey, here's an invite. Maybe come on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, stuff's getting real. Like God is real. Like Mm -hmm. this is where we're going. And I was talking to my dad about it. On Monday we had a a long conversation about it and one of the things that he said at the very end of it is he's like son he's like all the facts and the situation he goes is ever-changing and it's fluid he goes but when you use God's Word as a filter it will always be a firm foundation for everything that you're going through so I think for all of us that's what we have to do right now in these yeah. moments is like everything we hear is going to be fluid it's going to change from new station to new station from yeah, person to person yep. but god's word it's a firm foundation it's the same yesterday today and forever and so when we actually focus on that and we do what we can do which is we lead ourselves mm-hmm. we lead our families we yes. lead our homes yep. and we yes. do that like i mean god and i believe god's gonna do something amazing in these times and we can't view it as the church can't meet yes. because the church is bigger than a building it's like you said the church is yeah. never canceled yes i love it it's it's and i not. think
0: i think that's such a, like like if, if you're one of those people like i mean obviously every anytime you get on instagram or even the cdc is putting stuff out about how to overcome anxiety and fear like during this time mm-hmm. like i think one of the important things to know like as, as those of us who are followers of jesus in the church is that this isn't like the new mandate. Like, yeah. Yeah. we're doing this because of the situation. Like, we're yeah. meeting like this because of the situation. I think what's important to, to, to recognize is like, we're gonna meet again. As yeah. soon as we get the okay and everything, yeah. like, we're gonna get back together, we're gonna have that community, we're gonna mm-hmm. have that one-on-one, uh-huh. that one-on-one. But I think what is what is kind of like the silver lining of this is is, is use this time to, man, maybe you can't go into work right now. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe you are having to stay in your home for, you know, for h- however long, like, look at this time, how often have you thought to yourself where you've gotten to church, you've been convicted of like, man, my life's so crazy right now. I'm having such a hard time, like, finding time to spend with Jesus. I'm yeah, finding yeah. such a hard time to, like, read books and stuff that, that, that I know I need to do. Man, the silver lining this is now yes. is like... Man, the, the church is not a building. The church yeah. is not where everyone comes in. The church is wherever you are, wherever yeah. you are with your family. Jesus right. is wherever yeah. you are. If you were a follower of Jesus, you do not just get to meet with him when you're yeah. at a church building on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night at sub thirty. Like, no, you can meet with Jesus and have the same experience yeah. exactly where you're at. And That's so, right. man, if you've been praying and asking God, like, God, man, I, I want to know you more. What better time than now mm-hmm. to... To, to, to have no distractions to ha- to have this time when the world around you is 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 just it, it's pandemonium like yeah. we are in a legitimate yeah. pan- pandemic mm-hmm. what better time than now to to lean on Jesus to lean on yes. the Word of yeah. God to listen to worship music to to yeah. to open up that book that yeah. you bought several months ago <laughs> thinking man I'll get around to it sometime yeah. to open up that book to open up God's Word and and, yeah. and, and I mean such a time as this yeah yes I yeah. mean it, it's it's if you're struggling with fear and yeah. anxiety mm-hmm. you know look at it as like at least i got jesus yeah. at least yep. at least yep. i have these yep. resources the, the, this access things like this like this is not stopping you know you have yep. so much at your fingertips yeah. mm-hmm. you know like what you were just talking about like the, the church you're talking about had to rip pages out yeah. to, to memorize god's word yes. you can open up your iphone you can yeah. look the internet is not down sure. all yeah. of these things are not down man it's actually free right now it's it's, it's free like all of these things man look at it as, as an opportunity <laughs> Look at it as, as an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Yes.
1: I, I love, um, I believe it's Romans, yes, Romans chapter 5. And, like, for me, where it talks about, like, endurance and hope and salvation and all these things producing this stuff in your life. Mm-hmm for me when you go through situations like this i used to think god can you just get me through it yeah. but when i read that i realize no god can actually help me grow through it yeah yes. it's not just about getting through something it's about actually growing through it and one of the things that i want to encourage you guys with and that we've been we we listened to this song as a staff um yesterday it's been one that our families had on repeat there's a song called the blessing by elevation worship you can find it on youtube it's not been released on itunes or anything like that yet but this song is all about God being with you. Yes. It's all about Him being going before you, following behind you, being <coughs> beside you, being in you. Mm-hmm. And I love it Purple. so much because it reminds you, and it reminds me of what you said on Sunday, is that you can have victory in the valley if God is with you because right. the shepherd is there. And I think that's what people need to know now more than anything whatever valley you may feel like you're in. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're in something financially right now. Maybe you aren't able to go to work, and you don't know what that's going to mean. Maybe you're a, a, a mom who's now had to become a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and homeschool your kids yes. um, during this time. I know <laughs> I know, Callie's doing that right now. <laughs> Maybe and, you're having to relearn
0: algebra Or yeah, you're trying I'm to
1: sure. learn common core math. Let's just be honest. It's crazy. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is like, remember, God is with you. He will yeah. lead you. He will guide you. And if he is with you, no matter what your valley is, you will have victory in that valley. And so just remember that and be encouraged by that during this time. I,
2: I think one of the things that, that, I, that I love to look at in these moments, so I, I've really been doing my best to kind of process through these these seasons where um, the church or the people of God, like those moments where there's like uh, some form of opposition, some form of challenge, something that comes from it, and and what does God through, do through it? Because like to your point, no one is, no one is, is saying, you know what I need? Suffering. Yeah. Like, yeah. man, sign me up for that. Like, that's yeah. give me something that I can just really struggle with. Like, no one's asking for that, <laughs> but the reality of it is, God uses that uh, a lot yeah. to br- to bring about yeah. growth, to bring about um, breakthrough, to bring about miracles. And so I, I often look at these these narratives in Scripture, these moments where there has been some form of opposition, and it kind of reminds me like of that that famous statement that Joseph makes: like, what the enemy meant for evil, yeah, yeah. God uses it for good. It I connects it that. with Paul saying, like, you know. But you know, God works all things together for the good. Like it's everything's not good. Yeah. But God has this yeah. ability with his his grace and his sovereignty of working it all together. And
1: Joseph wouldn't be able to say that when he was in the pit. That's right. He, you know, he, he wouldn't went to be able to say that when he was no. going through all this stuff. It was looking back. Yes. And I think a lot of us we're gonna look back on this and we're gonna be, man, what what was meant for evil? God turned it around for good. So yeah. here's the
2: thing, man, like greatness is never found in real time, it's in retrospect. Yeah. Very few people realize like in real time what this really is going to mean. Like, yeah. I've, I've shared this before, but I've often looked at these moments in, in Scripture, and, and the way that I'm wired is I, I look at it like, man, like, imagine that moment. Because, like, here we are. We're reading the Bible yeah. thousands of years later. We're, we're looking at these different moments. But I honestly don't believe, this is just me inferring, but I honestly don't believe, like, if these guys knew that, man, this is something that's going to shape the belief of people thousands of years after me. I don't know how they would have responded. I think they probably would have freaked out a little bit if you knew the the weight of it. Because I mean, their flaws were very visible. Their fear and some of their concerns were very visible. But yet it became this thing that in retrospect, when they look back at it, like, wow, like this was something for this generation. And then the next generation, then even we get a chance uh, to benefit from it. So I do believe that we'll have like that moment where we'll say, hey, remember when When God, and what did God do through that? So (laughs) I I look at like the birth of the early church, and I shared this with our staff yesterday. um, But the early church, like it, God had given them some instructions on what to do. We knew that the early church, that it had to be patient. They had to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. That they had to kind of persevere through that. They had to wait for power, the Holy Spirit. We have to be led by the Spirit and not driven by fear. Um, Then there's that other spot where after the Holy Spirit comes, like they got kind of comfortable, if for for lack of a better words. The culture there was like Jesus was (laughs) killed, was resurrected, at least for those who believed it, but yet these other believers were fired up. So this is where we begin to see like they start dealing with persecution. So now you have like this, all this, this pie in the sky stuff that the disciples had heard Jesus talk about. Jesus dies. He goes up to heaven. Now they're trying to figure it all out. Holy Spirit comes. We're all fired up, Mm -hmm. but what do we do with it? So they're still in Jerusalem at this time. And then that's when the persecution comes. And when a persecution comes they are forced to scatter but what the bible says is the moment that they scattered everyone that was a part of that original group they preached the word of god everywhere yeah. they went and then the back end of that great commission that back mm-hmm. end of acts 1 8 where it says to all the ends of the earth yeah. that's when that began to take place yeah. yeah so what i what i believe is this i believe that we have these moments where we have patience mm-hmm. we have power that comes we have a little bit of persecution but when all those ingredients are there and we're obedient to the places that god calls to go then there's great progress. Yeah. Like we see that they scattered and the church grew. Yeah. Not a single church building, not the numbers at Celebration Church Orlando, yeah. but the church, yeah. the people of God, it grew yeah. as as they had to deal with a little bit yeah. of scattering. And so I, I honestly believe this. This is just me. I really do believe that through this, the church, not our church. Yeah. Maybe our church will, maybe our church won't the church is going to grow. Yeah. yeah, I believe that people are going to be um, gathering in their homes mm-hmm. and they're going to invite friends over and neighbors over. And what's going to happen is the church, the belief in Jesus Christ is going to grow as a result yeah. of this. People that would never come into the doors of a church um, until they have an encounter with Jesus, they'll encounter Jesus in someone's living room. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited to see is what God does in it. So yeah. even though I'm trying to diagnose it in real time, yeah. um, I realize that we won't see the harvest until yeah. we have some months down the road. But I can sense in the spirit that right now God is already beginning to stir up some things that... I believe that we're going to see the benefits of it and be like wow like who knew yeah who knew that god was going to do this yeah. through this season what
1: i'm about to say is going to sound really saved but it's all good Go when for it, ta- no when you're talking about that um if people don't know how yeah i've been really saved my whole life but <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um like i mean we hear everybody talking right now about flattening the curve mm-hmm. about trying to get ahead of the virus about yeah. trying to get ahead of all that stuff what if this is the thing that starts flattening the curve of people who don't know Jesus. Come on. This is the thing that starts flattening the curve of okay, like, yes. I mean okay. like, I literally was thinking about that like, I mean like, I mean, we think about it, like <laughs> we're about to inception this thing, but like I mean, yeah. people are really dealing with this virus. People yeah. are dealing with a virus in their life called sin that has separated there them from is. Jesus Christ. What if this <laughs> thing helps flatten the curve? And what if the church, we helped to do oh, that? Man. Like, it made me think about that when you said that. And like, I, I really, I really think if we will do this and we will be intentional, about knowing that church is wherever we are at, that yes. God really good, is with man. us, yeah. that wherever yeah. we go, God goes. We are a walking, talking billboard for Him. And yeah. yes. I really believe that everything that we do is going to help flatten that curve. And here's it's the help thing: that's where to Christ.
2: that's where the covering is. So, like, like let, let's say this: um, we, we realize, like, for for Noah, for instance, like, here's here's the fact: a storm is coming. They didn't even know what that meant. But Noah and his family, like, okay, we're going to build this thing in preparation for whatever this thing is that God's talking about. They build it, but the Bible says that it begins to raise up. God puts them mm-hmm. in the ark. They go into the ark with obedience, and then God shuts them in. So that talks about the protection of God. And who's Noah? A family yeah. that's mm-hmm. all together, that's yeah. obedient. They have a structure that they have that's protected them. Yeah. Let's fast forward to the Exodus narrative. like So there's, there's these plagues. And All of these plagues are happening in the exact same environment that God's people are. But yet they were preserved and protected from it. The people of God, the followers of God, that even when everything else was falling out, you've seen so many instances that when the plagues affected the Egyptians, it didn't affect the people of God. But when you get to that last plague, and this is the one where it all comes together in regards to Jesus, that last plague, that whole Passover where that was instituted, like, what happens? Families came inside their home. They put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost. And when a death angel passed by, which is when we get passed over, they were not affected by it. Now, I'm not going to get into like, okay, so that means that churches are bad and we all got to sit in our homes. That's not what we're saying. What I'm saying is that we see this pattern and trend with God's people that whenever there's families that are together and the blood of the lamb is present, that there is covering for it. So I got to believe that that maybe what we have to make sure that we don't do as believers is that we don't outsource our intimacy with god yeah, yeah. a lot of times that's what the church has yeah. become the church has become the place where this is where i get spiritually fed yeah. Christian. Yeah, yeah yeah for sure so here's here's what i can tell you as a pastor as a person who preaches and you guys can probably test it. this i love when people come into the building with anticipation yeah. and yeah. when they're bringing their when they're bringing their encounters with god at their home into the church then it becomes a place yeah. of excitement and inspiration and encouragement because we're all walking in with a yeah. measure of faith. And those who don't have faith can be inspired by what they're seeing versus versus the individuals like, man, I don't read my Bible except for when I come to church. That's yeah. fine, we yeah. love you, come, come as you are. But there's a momentum that happens when I'm bringing things that I've been reading. I love when we have conversations and we're talking about the messages yeah. and you're sharing stuff with me that you read and, and yeah. we even did this in our staff meeting. People are sharing things like, that's how it's supposed to be processed yeah. in the mm-hmm. context of community. We just have to stop outsourcing it to the professionals and allow us to know that we're all called to be kings and priests in the context of the kingdom of God, that God, that the veil of the temple has been ripped in half. Like we all can go boldly before the throne Mm -hmm. of grace. We all can engage the presence and word of God, lead our families and then contribute to the whole. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The building, the services, it's it's supplemental to your faith. It's not, it's not, should never be your faith. Yeah, exactly. You know, growing up and especially like in, you know, here in America, like, I grew up in church like my entire life. Like there, there was the majority of my life. Honestly, where my, my faith, me being a Christian, was Sunday morning church, yeah. Sunday night church, Wednesday night Wednesday night youth group, mm-hmm. then Thursday you, night choir practice, yeah, <laughs> Thursday night choir practice. Like whatever it is, like that was my faith. And it wasn't until I got older and I realized, like I'm, I am literally missing. Ninety percent of what it means to follow Jesus. I am literally like, there was a time in my faith, you know, grew up in church my entire life. I don't really think I began to know who Jesus was until I I became an adult, really, and I I began to kind of see, like, I began to read the Bible for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Not not it's great to listen to preachers. It's great all that, but like, and Jesus can speak to you through through someone who was called and through through Jesus can speak to you through anything. But for me where I begin to see my faith actually become alive and and Jesus become real and relevant mm-hmm. and what he want to do in my life is mm-hmm. when I begin to read the Bible for myself. Yeah. 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 When I begin to to have church myself. Yeah. When I begin to be the church, you know, it with, with me and other community not just on Sundays, not yeah. just mm-hmm. on Wednesdays, not just at a small group, but like it was there is a level of responsibility where it it is on you. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I love church. I am a church kid through and through. You Same. are a church kid yeah. through. We all yeah. grew up in the, like, I love church. Yeah. I, I I always want to have church. I'm so bummed that we're not having church services right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's it's a supplement. Yeah. That, that yeah. is not and should never yeah. be your relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and that
1: gets us back to last week. I am the source. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. so many times it's like we put our faith and our trust and our hope in resources, sure. which are good, yeah, but it doesn't take place of the source. Indeed. And that's what I feel like all of this is kind of pushing us back to. And that kind of even ends with what we kind of ended on this week is that I will dwell. Mm-hmm. Like I will dwell. Like when we follow God, good things will follow us. Yeah, That kind yeah. of thing. Thank you for listening. I was listening. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And so I, I feel like that's a good kind of thing to help us wrap up in this is that we're not only going to have a chance to abide in the source. Yes. Now we're going to dwell in the source. Yes. Which is the Good Shepherd, and when we follow God, good things will follow us.
2: Amen. Indeed, and I, and I think that's where we can experience peace. So here's what I want to say: like maybe maybe you're just we we've talked about a lot, um, and and there's a practical aspect of it where. Maybe you're one of the ones who's been impacted where you yeah. can't go to work and, and maybe your job's not in a position where they can continue to, to pay you, whatever whatever that may look like. And so it does allow us to come back to recognizing that Jesus is our source, yeah. that God is our provider, yeah. learning how to like recognize that we may be in a valley, but we have a shepherd in the valley and he's going yeah. before us. Don't don't get don't get beyond God. That's if there's one thing I can tell you is a lot of times our fear, you know what they say anxiety is? I heard this definition and I thought it was brilliant. They say that anxiety is being trapped in the future. Yeah. It's like you're looking so yeah. far ahead and you're just trapped in the future. And that obviously fuels fear. Mm -hmm. And so often what happens, you know what, man, like we're looking past God, yeah, yeah, because we're looking at a future and are not considering what God's word says. Mm -hmm. We're not considering the fact that the shepherd has gone before us and they're gonna take care of those things as we get there. And there's been so many times, so many sleepless nights that I've had, um, I I became a father really young. And you can only imagine being a father young, finding your best way to try to provide for your family. Finances has always been a thing. And and, and and regardless, you never graduate from that. Like whenever yes. you have a family, and I got granddaughters mm-hmm. and son getting ready to go to college, like y'all pray for me, send help. Like, but it's all—it's always something. And sometimes you can look so far in the future that you just can get filled with yeah. this this anxiousness and this like, yeah. man, like how, how, how are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't, we didn't plan for all of my kids to go to college the way yeah. that, that we, we didn't have that information back yeah. then. I'm a little bit older. So we didn't <laughs> plan for that back when I was coming up. So you literally are just in these seasons. Um, but what I found is whenever I look beyond God, whenever I look before God, that's where anxiety was. Yeah. But I, I've, I found that God, that God's grace has ability to meet us where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so every season where I've paused and acknowledged God's grace in that season, that's when there was peace, yeah. but then there was also provision. Yeah. But when we look past that, we just we lose sleep, yeah. we're filled with stress. And so yeah. I know that it's easy for me to say those words, but take it from me, and I'm pretty sure you guys can say, like, I've been there, yeah. root yourself in a source, yeah. don't look beyond God, don't get ahead of God, and I promise you that yeah. you'll begin to experience yeah. peace, shalom, wholeness, and then yeah. you'll begin able to recognize um, this sense of, like, provision. Here, here's yeah. the last thing I'll say, and then I promise I'm going to stop talking. I was reading this, some, um, some literature from... Um, um, from some navy seals, um, you know, just 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 extreme ownership. Oh yeah, As, it's just a phenomenal book. It's a phenomenal I got the I got the audio version. It's great. Like they, it's actually them reading it. Yeah. So like oh, when they're t- yeah. when they're telling their stories, you really feel like you're like in the middle of it. Want to the, take on the, the world? Like I just yeah. feel like I could fight and kill anybody. Um, so so it's, it's in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, but it's, it's it's really cool. But one of the things that they talk about with their training is that they have to put them in these extreme pressure situations. Yeah. So that when they are in them in real life, yep. that they don't panic. And so the best way for me to paraphrase that there was like this sense of like, how do you make decisions when everything is happening at once? And and I'll paraphrase this summary. So somebody who's got the book memorized, like that's not what they said. Listen, this is my translation. It's okay, they I'll basically it, said yeah. they said, basically said it this way. They said, you know, you have to like pause, yeah, process, make a decision, and yep. execute. Like yeah, pa- like okay, yep. what what can we do? Process. Yep. And here's and here's the point that they were trying to make. If I am trying to make decisions and my mind is scattered, I won't have clarity of what I need to do. I won't have like, so they would actually have this process of analyzing what's the immediate threat, dealing with that, being able to execute and move on to the next thing. I think that is what we have to do. We just can't get ahead of God, pause, process, analyze what you need to do, execute, and keep moving forward.
1: And I love how he ended that because it was like the prioritize, execute. Yes. And then the way he did it, he said, but don't get target fixation. Yes. Which is looking too far in the future on something that you think may happen that you miss what's going on around you. Absolutely. And so I think that, that, that wraps it up. You you used extreme ownership
2: and after the message, I love it. Hey man, listen, you guys stay tuned. We're going to (laughs) get, we're going to get into movies, hip hop lyrics. Not so much country music, Um, oh, we're God. No, You got me and him sitting here. Well, hey,
0: we're getting know. into country, okay? The, 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 first song okay. I, the first song I thought of when all this happened was A Country Boy Can't
1: Survive. Just saying. Literally <laughs> never but heard of it. it. It's okay. Never we'll, heard we'll introduce we'll, you to that we'll later on. We'll show you after on. this. Yeah, yeah, okay. But hey, whether you after
2: you're... After after <laughs> the next one we'll have on a cowboy hat, I promise you. Somebody will. <laughs> that
1: <laughs> would be awesome. Um, but hey, the, uh, whether you're watching this and listening to it, if you're listening to it the day it releases, um, we're actually going to have a webpage up on our website. It has all the information of how we can help you and then also updating you just kind of where we are at as a church during this time. So make sure to look for that um, and then we'll keep you updated as much as we can throughout this entire thing. But thank you guys so much for joining us for After the Message. Uh, We will see you next week. Yes, we will. It might look different, but we'll see you next week.
0: Indeed. Online. Online, yeah. (laughs) Online. (laughs)
2: Or unless we're in a store all trying to get toilet paper. Yeah. yeah, In line. We'll see what happens.
0: (laughs) We love you guys. We're praying for you and with you.